This is a News Laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to News Laundry Hafta. This is episode 37. Jaise angrej apna lagan, News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. I'm Abhinandan Sekri. We have a very special guest today from a veteran from the Times of India. I won't use the word senior journalist because that's the word we averse to here at News Laundry. Um, remember, before we uh, get into the discussion of Hafta, when corporations pay, corporations are served. When the public pays, the public is served. Our guest from Times of India is free to disagree. But, <laughs> but, but that's how we start all Haftas with. Uh, this Hafta is available on SoundCloud as well as on iTunes. If you're listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, you can find the iTunes link below in the description. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, check out our YouTube channel, and pay to keep news free. So today we have with us Akshay Mukul. He's a journalist with the Times of India, a veteran of 15 years, is that right? Yeah, in TY. In TY, before that, four years at... 20 years, you can say. Okay, total 20 years. And his uh, book, Gita Press and the Making of Hindu India, has made a lot of news lately. It's been uh, reviewed by Anand's favorite uh, writer, yes. Akar Patel. Yes. Absolutely. And, and uh, we'll talk about that. We also have Manisha. Hello. Abhishek. Hello. Arunab. Hi. Anand Ranganathan. Hello. And Madhu Trehan. Hi. Oh. Anand, in such a short period of your journalism, you've made a lot of enemies. Con, <laughs> <laughs> con. I mean, it took me 40 years. It's taken you what? You know, why, Madhu? Today's mahal is bigger. Why? Why? Modi is which is not true. To do one story, you had to research, sneak into the Times of India uh, building to look at the archives. There was no other way you could research something that you can write in one hour today. Yeah. Google. It took, exactly, Google. it took it yeah. took weeks. So Akshay, no, but I, let me just say I don't have any enemies because uh, I like to believe that they're all friends. Yeah, of course. And uh, if you have friends like these, then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Akshay Mukul is the writer of Gita Press and the Making of Hindu India. Guys, if anyone wants to jump in and uh, bombard yeah. with questions. So, Akshay, we will discuss your book and, you know, your views on journalism and then we just discuss all that happened the last week in the we news. We haven't read it, so could you tell us a little so, bit about yeah. it? So, yeah. I have a few questions, but maybe first, Akshay. Akshay. Yeah, you can start maybe or... So, I'll just I... quickly tell the audience, it's a book about uh, the Gita Press, which is a 90-year-old press which has published everything from Ramcharit Manas's... Uh, to all the religious texts, Hindu religious texts. And, and 70 Hindu. million, 80 million copies. Chetan yeah, Bhagat yeah. got nothing on Gita Press, bro. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, you have kind of documented the journey and oh, juxtaposed yeah. with... He's the benchmark. How, the, rise how, of how, how the role they played in this whole creation of Hindu nationalism from the first quarter of the 20th century till now. Okay. So my first ba a basic question is, how did you get the idea? I know it's, it sounds dumb, but because this is uh, like in last many decades, this is the first book which has tried to track the development of Hindu nationalism in the last hundred years through the prism of one publishing house, which is by the way so very popular, at least in North India. I do not know about South so India. So it's not a dumb question yeah. to begin with. It's a very interesting question. Uh, see, it all, uh, because you know, I grew up in that part of the country. I grew up in Bihar. And uh, so if, if you're growing in that part of the world, you'll never miss Gita Press. Uh, any Hindu home you go, you will find either all the religious texts are from Gita Press or they had a journal which still is in existence, which has done uh, now 89 years, called Kalyan. Kalyan. And uh, so every household you will find, and these houses were not necessarily, uh, you know, the very Hindu nationalist homes. They were going to secular homes also. And you will find that, um, and it continued. And as a student of history, I realized that, you know, many works were being done on print role in creation of Hindu nationalism or nationalism. And somehow Gita Press was never more than a footnote or an appendix. So I started working on it. And one of the first thing I did was to read Kalyan right from 1926 onwards. And then I stumbled upon this huge, huge archives. Absolutely, money is going to delight to anyone. Any one of the reviewers calls it, uh, Aman Sethi call it the mid 20th century equivalent of Radia tapes. Well, <laughs> yeah, I said it, I know. So that's it's a lovely said, comment. Yeah. Yeah. Your book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so in the sense that, you know. And he exposes. Uh, the uh, editor, Hanuman Prasad. See, it, it, it's an archive, it, it's a private paper, should have been some archives, but the state of archives in this country is so bad that it's rotting. It's still rotting in Gorakhpur in someone's house. I just happened to get them, I happened to convince him that it's needed, although he's not a very happy, happy man now. 
Why? Because, in the sense because you Does know he worked very good? closely with the founding editor for 40 years, the family. Mm. And they thought I'm going to do a hagiography, which I told them that, listen, I'm not going to do hagiography. I'm just placed them in the largest story of Hindu nationalism. Uh, so they said, okay, at least in this process, at least Hanuman Prashad Poddar has been remembered. So, But in some of the reviews, that's why they don't come out looking good. They don't. But thing is that, you know, how can they deny something? They also know that this happened, you know. This being what? If Sankshipt mein humare aap darshakon ko bataiye. Okay. Sankshipt mein ye hai ki ye Gita Press started as a, to publish Gita initially. Ramayan, Mahabharat and subsequent other religious texts. And slowly, within a, in three years time, they started this journal Kalyan, which became a vehicle to propagate Sanatan Hindu, the very, very obscurantist form of, Hindu of Hinduism. But what, what it was, uh, the, it was being, it was uh, the um, kind of, the real reason was that you, we go back to Sanatan Hindu Dharm in competition with what they said was the rise of Muslim or the Islamic or, or the Muslim nationalism and the Muslims coming together because that was a period of what is called the competitive communalism of the 1920s. Mm -hmm. And soon uh, you'll realize as you read them that some of the leading lights of the national movement were writing for them. Gandhi blessed uh, Kalyan, but not Gandhi had no idea that what it will become eventually. Right. But Gandhi said, okay, you're doing work for, uh, you know, for the God, so it's fine. But it was a political project right from the beginning. Right in the very first issue of Kalyan, uh, the, the, uh, the editor, founding editor, who was editor till 1971, he writes that, uh, you know, this is, we have to, we can't take Muslims lying down. Muslims shouldn't think that Hindus so cannot 20s, take them back. I mean, 20s they cannot was take interesting them in that because that's all, 26 is also when I think the RSS came about. 1925, when, uh, you know, yeah. Hegdevar, yeah. uh, 25. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, and they became a vehicle, uh, you know, Hindu Mahasabha wanted anything to be articulated to larger public. You will find Hindu, uh, Kalyan was carrying it. Later on, Johnson, subsequently BJP. Uh, so, but has it achieved its goal? It has. Now, if Podar was alive today, he would have been a very happy man. It's your first time you have a government which is on its own numbers, you know, absolute majority. But it's on Hindutva, is it on development? Development bunkum, they, they, he didn't care anything. For him, it was that go back to the ancient times because Hinduism was always great, interrupted by the Muslim rule, subsequently British rule. So the idea is to get back to the great, which was the height of, uh, you know, Hinduism. I see. Um, anyone? Uh, I have noticed something that, you know, in the 1940s and 50s, all the right-wing ideologues, whether it was uh, Vajpayee, who was very young there in 50s, and or Adwani, or Balraj Madhok or whoever, they, you know, they wrote very frequently, they debated voraciously. So, um, in the present generation now, I'm, I do not see, you know, politicians, you know, having taken much interest in yeah. writing or no, you're, debating. You're, you're right. In fact, the entire, oh, the galaxy Have they become of complacent? Or uh, what, I what don't is see it. it. It's also the culture, the, the nature of politics itself has changed. There are a lot of people who were coming to politics, and even from the, you know, all sides. You will find most of them were lawyers, journalists, you know, part academic, part politicians. So, and it was a different culture. It was also a time of building nationalism. So they had their own papers. A lot of things were happening. Now the nature of politics has changed. So you mean they were a fringe organization back then, Jansang or? No, Jansang was not a fringe organization. Neither was Hindu Mahasabha. Hindu Mahasabha was a potent voice of the Hindus right from the 1920s till uh, it metamorphosed into Jansang much later and it just lost itself somewhere in the 1950s, 60s when Jansang came. Otherwise, it was a very, very strong organization. In fact, till 46 when they held their, the template for the new India that they had um, passed in the resolution in Gorakhpur. What, uh, what year was that? Uh, this was, ma'am, 1946. Uh, and in fact, you see that Kalyan becomes, it's all republished in Kalyan where they say that now that Pakistan has become a reality, it's almost a reality, what we should do is create a Hindu, uh, Hindustan, Hind, not Hindustan, Hindustan, where uh, no Muslims in the army, uh, their should, jobs should be in proportion to the population, no <coughs> government job also, they should get not at all levels, create a Hindu militia. So, you know, this was all being done by Kalyan, which it started by saying some journal for Bhakti, Kalyan, Bhakti Vairagya, 
and something you know gyan gyan bhakti and vairagya so there was no gyan no bhakti no vairagya it was rabid communalism right from in fact if you see 1930s onwards the way they got after gandhi even uh, in the 40s in fact of the 25000 people who were rounded up after gandhi's assassination podar and um, this other guy gentleman founder of geeta press goenka was also there you had gd birla writing uh, no sorry badridas goenka you know rp goenka's father writing later to gd birla saying that why don't you do something it's nehru's government get them out of the jail he says no nothing doing you know who says no uh, uh, gd birla gd birla says no they were not doing sanatan dharm they were doing satan dharm i'm not helping them in out. fact we'll have a longer discussion in nl uh, hafta extra on hindutva because we have a, you know a, a great uh, guest here we'll get some more details on this and of course the discussion on how communal is the environment today but before we get into that all the other stuff that happened whether it was ink throwing uh, madhu what do you want to start with something that you thought was really nice uh, this this uh, week or uh, if i could just kick it off did everybody read that article on the white man in the picture this is why i love twitter such good articles sometimes you find that the the face of defiance uh, it was in um, the griot mag you know the white man in the picture where those uh, the olympics where the two black men raised their that the panther the black panther salute the story about that white man did no one read do? that no i didn't read oh it oh my I god it was such an amazing story i missed it i missed it uh, i won't bore you with it but it's the link is below this it's a must read what's it about it's basically that he you know everyone know, remembers this the two black guys the salute that they did but he was an australian runner and the price he paid for supporting them was bigger than the price anyone paid and you know history doesn't remember him like he was completely ostracized in australia because he did this Be- no because he supported he supported them he wore a badge in their support uh, it's a great story you must read it <clears throat> uh, anything else in the media that you thought was worthy of comment well we can go straight to uh, we discussing uh, kasuri no yeah can go for that oh, yeah no. i just finished watching uh, arnab goswami's show last night with maya krishna rao Uh, Maya Krishnan is a theater artist and a very very phenomenal solo theater artist. I think if you haven't seen the walk, it's just called walk. Watch I'll it on YouTube. I'll forward it to you. I haven't. Uh, it's it's quite no, it's quite okay. spectacular. So she returned her Sahitya Academy Award, and uh, I just and she posted this thing after uh, her show with Arnab on Facebook. She said it sometimes takes more energy to be on Arnab's show than to make rehearse and perform a solo show. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with her because she was she just. She came up with this band. Yeah, she right? came up with this. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know placard which said please let me finish my point of course she wasn't allowed to throughout the show but the level of what aboutry in that show is spectacular i mean the only thing arnab kept going at was why didn't you return your award back in 84 why didn't you re- return your award in 2013 muzaffarnagar riots what i mean what's that got to do with the current political climate and her reasons for returning this award which is the death of a man the involvement of a bjp leader's son Uh, he's been accused of uh, in the dadri lynching you had bbhp mps and mlas come and say all kinds of things at the crime scene you had a prime minister who said it's undesirable i mean that's what you say to someone's death and that is it is just in response to this that she's given her award back i don't understand why her or even journalists who've been writing about this have to be burdened with this constant question of what were you doing back then I mean abhi kar rahe hain matlab this is what we're talking about right now this is the current political reality we're reacting to it and it's not entirely true it. actually like like i think like, like someone like nayantara saigal had protested very yeah yeah nayantara saigal so madhu will know better is um, he has been protesting against uh, see protesting in the emergency also and you uh, see what so i think the young people don't realize at this time because they were not born when the emergency took place and uh, what they fail to realize is that the atmosphere of uh, a few people protesting like these writers have done um was treated in the same way during the emergency people who did object today they are heroes they objected to they went to jail for us for the freedom of speech for freedom rights and everything but when it was going on at that time the mainstream behaved exactly like the mainstream is behaving today and everyone who's protesting is decried upon and censured in the same way that all these people who are now heroes this exact same attitude was prevalent then in the emergency it wasn't something that you could walk out and see the emergency was largely an intangible it descended on us in a rather 
like a mist around Insidious us. Insidious way. Insidious way. So suddenly you hear that somebody has gone to jail, something has happened. And as a private citizen, everybody asks, well, what did you do? I want to ask people, what are you doing today? What are you doing today that your children and grandchildren will ask you? What did you do when all these people, two writers were killed, one Muslim man who suspected of eating beef is killed? What did you do? So today, I think uh, we have to think twice. I, I don't see the, the common sense in asking the Sahitya Academy to, make a, uh, to issue a statement. Because they never issued a statement during the emergency. Yeah. They didn't so, issue a statement yeah, during Godra. They didn't issue a statement in the 84 riots. Why the hell should they issue a statement now? Because it suits these writers to, to bring attention. Fine, I respect them for that. They did what they could do. At least one has to give them that, that they did what they could do. But I think it didn't have any larger impact. Or maybe it will as, as more repression comes in and more. But the problem with this censorship and repression, it is insidious. It's not open, like it was in the emergency. So for people to keep saying and writing that uh, it's a manufactured... Uh, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah, it's a manufactured dissent. Yeah. Dissent. Mm. Sorry, uh, it's, it's Anand, not, you haven't spoken at yeah, all. Yeah, I think it is a... I wouldn't go as far as to say that it is a manufactured dissent, but I think people who are, uh, um, it's delusional, let me put it that way, if I can put it softly, and it reeks of hypocrisy. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think it is whataboutry, and sometimes, for example, in a sentence you can put but, one should not admonish every time anybody puts but in a sentence, just because, you know, you can, uh, you know, should not call someone but brigade, because I put but, I mean, it's a word. So, like, you are perfectly entitled to ask, what about? And in most of these cases, if you look at, you know, these writers, first of all, I feel, A, you have to establish whether there is indeed creeping intolerance right now that wasn't there when they had kept their awards during the UPA rule. That is the first thing to be established. And the second thing is to be established is their hypocrisy. When events happened during the UPA rule, or even earlier, and they didn't return the award. So there are two things to it. And lots happened so in the UPA, UPA rule. You know, I mean, so girls getting arrested for a Facebook yeah, and the third thing, arrested. Just hmm. Let me elaborate on these two things. So, I mean, the first thing is, uh, when people say about Nayantara Sehgal, you know, she, uh, she rose her voice, I mean, she spoke vehemently against the emergency. Uh, but she did not return her award in the aftermath of the, uh, you know, the most grisly Sikh riots. She didn't do that. Now, for her to say creeping intolerance, we would have to go back to... So, this just establishes her hypocrisy. Let me go to the first point. So, you know, we have some data here. If you say in, in the last uh, uh, the three years of UPA, three years running, every day there were two communal incidents. How many uh, writers returned their awards? In the last three years, there have been 57 communal incidents every month. How many of them returned the awards? Uh, in Italy, the um, sorry, I have some data here about. Uh, what the is the basis of these data? The NCRB data. The sorry, one you are, one you are citing. National crime records. Are they in Na national and, crime and, records? And uh, they, they were actually uh, these these data are uh, in response to Lok Sabha question as well. Yeah, so that's the one. Okay. So yeah. this was presented on the floor of the house. On the floor of the house. On the floor of the house. This was actually written by an article in fact factoid in or something like that as well. So this is available data. In Italy, in 2013, there were 472 hate crimes, which is 660% increase over 2012. So Mr. Sachidanandan did not return his Italian knighthood. Okay, so there is a hypocrisy there. On, on one count that these writers were all quiet during the UPA regime, mm. and suddenly they are talking about creeping intolerance. The second point is that, is there intolerance, is there an element of uh, communal instances and data shows that no, during the UPA regime, it is it has been exactly the same. In fact, I, I won't say more or less, but two riots a day, two communal instances a day, and writer are not writers are not returning the award. The third thing is, if you, I would not call it manufactured. I would again call it delusional. If you remember, six months ago there was this Christians under attack theory, mm. where for like three months, or uh, you know, a month continuously. You know, people were saying Christians are under attack and huge banners, enough say very Christians. Julia Ribeiro wrote a piece that, you know, this is not the India I grew up in. I shan't, you know, so much happened. And what happened at the end? Not a single instance. Uh, we discussed, was, we discussed okay. that. that was, so why didn't <coughs> these writers return their awards then? Hmm. You see? And why aren't they talking about the intolerance of six months ago? 
So I think uh, you know to call it whataboutry is probably not right. But you know, Arunab, that's my take on it. Your view? Uh, I don't know. I mean, first of all, I mean, I'd like to ask Anand, why do you think uh, people are ganging up? I mean, I mean, that's the discourse that the uh, liberals. I mean, we use the word loosely here, but liberals are ganging liberals up against. Have to uh, be used in quotes. Oh uh, yeah, I, I said I, I use the I word. I use the word loosely. Yeah. yeah. Why, why do you think a certain second? You know, I mean, all of us know yeah, whom I'm referring to. Yeah. Why do you think? I mean, the, uh, a lot of people on the right, you know, if I might call, uh, you know, call, I might say that, think that uh, people are ganging up against the Modi government. Why do you think, why do you think people are doing that? I, I think everyone knows the answer. Even I don't, know. I don't, honestly. You don't know the answer? I don't know, honestly. I, do, I don't see why everyone because would... because... Uh, you, you think know, it's a visceral hate for Modi? I mean, it's, 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 it's a class no, issue? I mean, it is known. You see, when he was uh, wanting to become the Prime Minister, when his, uh, he declared that he would be the Prime Minister candidate, they were... Tens of signature campaigns, they were published in Hindu and there were 200, 300, right? If I remember, uh, there was a signature campaign where in, in, published in Hindu, at least two of them, where you had at least 400 writers saying that Modi should not become the, the, the Prime Minister of and India. And a bunch of them published it in, in, in the British press. In the British press. Then they wrote to the MP, uh, uh, to America to deny him the visa. So there is a climate where people uh, did not accept Modi, did not want him to become the Prime Minister. So, I mean, to say why is that and you don't know and I know, I, you know, of course. Ak Akshay, what do you think? You've been a journalist for over 20 years. Out of that, two years with uh, HD, four with the Pioneer, with 15th Times of India. Do you see any mahol garmaya hua hai ki chilled hai? See, mahol, uh, you know, much of what Anand, the points that he's raising, I'll uh, largely agree with it. But point is that uh, something like this, it's not that incidents were not happening, you're right. In fact, uh, better part of UPA 1 or later part of UPA 1 and early part of UPA 2, uh, UP was known to have every city was having riots. And a lot of people were talking about it, the why is in media reporting, why is in anything being done. But point is that was the center, well, I mean, did you ever heard excuse like it's a state responsibility? But the Congress it, pretended it, it, to care at least. I, I, yeah, this, all of us know that 90% of our politics is symbolism is happening here. Nobody means anything for anyone. But here is a case where for 10 years, 10 days, 15 days, things happen. You have a prime minister who refuses to say anything. All it needs to be done, he would have said it right in the beginning. Now, in the middle of election, Bihar elections, you are getting the ground report that things are not going the way you intended. So suddenly you have, uh, you said something. And that also, mind you, whatever came out in press, today of PM having said this, or there was an interview yesterday in one of the leading regional papers, and by evening they were denying it, that it was over a chit-chat, it was not a proper interview. But let, let me just you know, tell you, I, I agree with you, but l let me go a bit further, just one second, one sentence, I think we discussed it in, in Hafta last doing week. Doing 84 I, also, I'm Manmohan Singh uh, in parliament apologized to the nation. See, I don't want Modi to soothe our nerves, I want him to sack people. Exactly. So tell me. People. Tell me. Oh. So the BJP MLAs who took uh, so to violence in Jammu and Kashmir, the Shiv Sena who were their coalition partners. So uh, you know. So slowly, I have come to this conclusion. Earlier, I was saying, you know, people are saying Modi is complicit, you know, in his silence. Is now I am. I am actually saying Modi is complicit because as a leader, if you do not take a firm action. What else is? Uh, no, no, you're uh, saying the same point. That's what people are saying. People are people are not people. People are protesting. People are protesting because people think that the st the, the state response hasn't been. Madhu has spoken. Madhu. Hmm. The, the state the response. Five yeah. minutes. Uh, because state. you realize that maybe it will help keeping silent for some time. Now after first page. How could it possibly help to be no, silent? You know. I think yeah, the biggest yeah, problem he's facing is that he is a new Modi. He is into building infrastructure and development of the country. The Hindutva Brigade helped him come to power. Yeah. So he cannot just shun them off and dump on them and their philosophy, whatever, their way of thinking. He can't just cancel it by saying this is a horrendous act, it shall never happen again, visit the family, do the correct But that things. is assuming he believes that, which no, I would I'm say saying is an op this is an option. I, I think that he's been... Uh, he hasn't said one inflammatory or communal statement since, since he's come to power. He's only talked about development. He's been traveling all over the world. I don't see that element as a top priority in his life. And I see that he knows that this kind of thing discourages investment. 
So, yeah, now, how does he get rid of that? It's been reported that there are problems between RSS, VHP and him. He's been trying to do things on his own and they sort of issue a, a, a policy decision for him. And so there's been a struggle. And I don't see how he can get rid of them because if he wants to win the next election, he still needs them. But do you think that contradiction that you're talking about would ever get resolved like in the ni next nine years? I'm assuming that he'll come back because I do not see an opposition now. Like I'm asking everyone. Contradiction of what? Of the Hindutva Brigade that is in on one hand and development and investment on one hand. By the assumptions temporary. Just two things I'd like to point out. One is... Actually, you know, the whole data set, including Rupa's piece, which is on News Laundry, I, uh, on, uh, you know, don't necessarily disagree with the piece, although I think Arunab disagrees with the piece. I also, Jaggi's piece on um, Nasiruddin Shah, I, I don't uh, disagree with the piece, in the, the facts of the case, but I disagree with the argument being made because that is not the argument, the important one in my view. For example, if you were to take a data set of how many blacks were attacked under Bush, you know, and by police, and how many are attacked now? You know, many people quote that the data is the same. It's not like attacks on blacks have gone down with Obama. But you know, when New Orleans happened, Bush didn't go. You know, what the leader says or does, those are not quantifiable. So I honestly find any talk on what the leadership is doing, what the climate they are creating, and when people start giving data to back that, it is a ruse. In my view, these are not things that are shown by data. Yes, I'm certain the amount of attacks haven't gone up. But I'm also certain, what we spoke about mainstreaming, I have not seen the frequency, I have till date never seen anyone defend that Safdar Hashmi's bashing to death by Congress goons at Mandi House was something that is understandable. If you dissent, you have to watch people's, you know, you have to be sensitive to what people think, otherwise you'll be bashed to death. I have not heard anyone defend it in my life. So also, 80s media nitha, aaj media hai. You know, so many things have changed. So data is a good tool. But data is not, not a trump card that closes an argument ever in any case, even in economics, where it There's is more relevant. There's a website which, which shows regularly so, how, look, how look, statistics uh, are so, skewed. Yeah, that, that yeah, tell yeah, me yeah, one sorry, thing. That, I would like to ask Akshay one thing. When I read the piece, I thought it was journalistically very weak. Well, which one? Uh, this Rupa Subramanian's piece. I thought it was journalistically weak. But we have this sort of philosophy in news laundry that we don't have to agree with what that person yeah, is saying. That's how it's so it was, I said it was okay. But in retrospect, when I think of journalism and when a piece comes in which is not only weak but relies on statistics that are easily skewered, uh, does one stop it? Does one say this story does not work? Well, in these matters, say, as uh, Abhinandan said, in matters like this, you know, data never reveals anything. So as an editor, one can always say, tell the contributor or the writer that, listen, I need something more than your data. You know, Anand very eloquently put all the data before us. But it, it really doesn't reveal anything, frankly. Except, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I have to interject. You know, no, it doesn't reveal anything. And as Abhinandan has said that, you know, at times, where was the reaction? How many times your cabinet minister during all regimes, I'm talking even the six years of Bajpayee regime, went after incident like this and said, oh, these things happened. You know, your local MP or the adjoining MP, Satpal Singh, says that, Oh, it was a minor thing. I haven't. Uh, you, you are a veteran here. Sorry, you will uh, know. Anand was saying. Yeah, so, I mean, three, three things again. So, does it not reveal the hypocrisy when you have two communal riots every day for three years and you don't return the award? Does it not reveal that? No. See, outrage was also uh, Anand about this complete silence of the establishment. Anand, That's what it was about. No, complete silence of the establishment. You are not saying a word. It's it's not in your reason. So if she got the Padmashri, Anand, no, if she got the Padmashri... No, you're talking about... Okay, first of all, first of all, get wrong together one at a time, please. If she had a Padmashri... And everyone don't gang up on me, please. Please, no. If she had a Padmashri, if Naitra Sagal had a Padmashri, she would have returned that. I don't... I think this was one of the few awards that she got, which is related to in the Indian government in some quasi way and therefore she chose to re uh, return it. I, th I think any statement like that I feel is important. Okay, I might not agree with her, I might not even, I wouldn't return an award, I th but to call attention to the fact that there is a problem in the country 
I think that is important so let because me give there you is. Other, other example, is. Madhu. I mean, uh, firstly, I believe that the piece was good, the piece was strong. Uh, now, let me come to the, the nub of the Sorry, issue. Quickly, if I may just come, then you can uh, go on to the rest. I think the piece that Madhu is talking about, I think the uh, data was sound. I don't think the data was flawed in any way. But like I said, in economics also, like, you know, people have even trashed someone like Paul Krugman uses data to say that the, you know, uh, the That's the problem I have. So the you know. data can be used either way. So in that, it's just how you use it. So in that, I think it was, you know, as, as good as any data point anywhere else. Right. So, you know, and the other I don't agree the diagnosis is what okay. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, for example, uh, I mean, one, one uh, piece of news that made, uh, you know, news for about 10 days, about uh, in May, uh, June last, was that under the f uh, in the first five months of uh, 2015, under the Modi government, the communal uh, instances have increased by 25% yeah. over the last 2014 when the Completely flawed. Now that okay. was, yeah. So that is one day, that went on for 10 days where, in fact, you know, this creeping intolerance people are saying is new. It had started in June when they were saying, now, look, see, this there, is what there, is that's happening. That's a black and white. You know, someone so, has claimed a piece of data which is completely which is pulled out of nowhere. But, but no. later, everyone but knew example, that this data had no basis. It had, it had no credibility, that data that you're talking about. Right? This was a, yeah, uh, it was there for 10 days, you're right. Sorry. In times of yeah. India, it was there. Yeah, yeah, all papers. Okay. Yeah, now, what, what I meant to say was, look at the media. Where if you, I mean, I, I did this today, very back of the envelope thing. In the first four months of 2015, the uh, civilians killed in Jammu and Kashmir through terrorism fell by 79% compared to 2014. The uh, deaths, total deaths because of for Maoism. the same period. For the same period. The total deaths because of, because of Maoism uh, uh, in, uh, in India fell by 39%. Mm. Okay. So when you say communal uh, uh, incidences increased by 25%, and that makes news, this, I mean, so, you know, this is the absurdism of the data that makes news for 10 days. But the other hand, you know, nobody points out that, look, why aren't you saying that, you know, Modi is doing spectacularly well? Exactly. Both so, are important. Both are important. I'm not saying that's not important. No, but at the same no what time, I'm saying is they're not, because they're absurd. That, that is what I'm trying to make. Uh, the point no, I'm trying to make, and Rupa's, Rupa's piece mentions this. Right. You know, the absurdism of using... You know, a time point where you can a time point of your choice. But then she, she says that she says that it's wrong to do it because it takes years to collate the data of what is happening now to make comparable results. Then why did she do it? Why did she do what? She just talked about the three years, 2011. I mean, the data that was given to uh, on the floor of the house, 2011 to 2014, tabulating the communal incidences that have happened. No, just one quickly. I want to say, uh, other than data piece, you know, when we say what are people saying, how people are reacting, I just want to make one point that. You know, people like Anand or, you know, Madhu or uh, Akshay, we, you know, we may look at data, but when a gender, just a mahal banta, no, data se nahi banta. Data se nahi banta. No, don't get me wrong. Look, no, I, you no, know, I have, yeah. I have been to Safdarjang no, no. without giving data. I had, you know, that was a human story. I have, sure. you know, so I, no, 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 I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm not no, against I'm any just saying, story. No, I'm or, saying generally, you know. uh, so this is not in response to Anand, I'm just saying generally when one says data, that is based on what people say. Like when a regular person walking the street, Say has he doesn't know whether murders have gone up or gone down, mouse have gone up. He just knows this is what my leader said. He just knows this is what Donald Trump said that Mexicans are rapists and bullies. Now I don't know whether you know Mexican Taco Bell will start doing better or worse after he comes to power or if he does. But the data will give that. But that is not how no, people make up their mind. Let, let me give you a very fine rebuttal to that. Sorry, fine <laughs> might not be fine. Let me give you a rebuttal to that, which is. Uh, uh, you know, you talk to uh, under un under Obama, which is a Democrat. You talk to a person on the street, right? So you say, uh, you know, are there any hate crimes? How how is the how are you feeling? How how are you feeling, brother? I mean, how's the atmosphere? You say, well, it's fine. In 2012, there were 360,000 hate crimes in America. Now, either that, so either you can go by data, or you can say that the guy is unaware of the data, or that data is simply not related to what that guy is saying. That's what I'm saying because so that when is you not read, what he's. Relating so it then to which, which one would you believe? That's what I no, direct question to ask you. Yeah. Would you believe that guy who says, look, things are very fine because Obama criticizes uh, the thing, hate crimes aren't happening? Or would you believe that half, more, you know, half a million hate crimes have happened in one year alone? Straight question. Now, that's the question. You ask me a question that is not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about Mahal. I'm not talking yeah, about how people have yeah. died. See, again, you're going no, on. Hate What's crimes, it? not you're, died. You're listening. Hate crimes. It's Mahal. It, the hate Violent hate crimes, not no, no, deaths. No, sure. I'm not saying whether X amount of hate crimes are occurring or not. That is not what I'm saying. I am saying people remember this is what he said. A legitimacy, a mainstreaming of a point of view. Let's say tomorrow the Ku Klux Klan makes a comeback because it's a hardcore right-wing, uh, you know, uh, Republican government in power. 
and the number of deaths don't go up, which probably don't because people die in a place like India, the number of violent incidents will remain the same, I think, like they will there. But is it legitimate today to stand and say X is inferior because of his color? You know, now there may not be any data backing, have more you know, black people been killed. When a leader or many leaders of the ruling dispensation say that, that is what makes them a hall, not data. That is what I'm saying. When you say whose data would you believe, I'm not even talking about data. Actually, right? my, resp my article which I've written, which I'm going to send just now, about Rupa's piece, is basically about stati statistics don't answer. It's not a way to address a problem. It's basically the intangibles. Intangible, which you can't touch or see, is something which I think is very powerful. All right? Patriotism is an intangible. You can't touch it, but you know it's there. Patriotism has, makes countries, destroys countries, does all kinds of things. It's an emotion. It actually, so the world moves with emotion, although we try to say these wonderful words of be practical, because nobody is. In the end, it's your emotion that drives you. And the same thing that about hate. Hate is also an intangible, used by many tyrants in the world, f using the public by encouraging hate, by then following, uh, being given the atmosphere, creating an atmosphere where it's okay to create hate crimes. This happened in, in Germany. So I think we, are, we haven't, we're light years ahead from being where Hitler took uh, Germany, thank God. But I think there is an atmosphere, and this is what I think Abhinandan is talking about, that I've also written in my article that statistics on this issue really don't count because suddenly I'm not, the Congress party was as repressive of the press than, they've always been repressive. The Congress party's always been repressive in, in many different things. And, uh, and this, they were the ones who brought in Section 66A. They were the ones who did everything that, was, that had to be done to su suppress freedom of speech. And I think it's a continuation of that. However, Modi is a mascot of Hindu, Hindutva tri triumphalism, where he has projected, because of his chief ministership in Gujarat, he's become their mascot, and they project what they, their beliefs on him. The fact that if you look and read that he has, for whatever convenient reason, I don't care, but I'm glad that he has changed, that he's not giving incendiary statements, he's not doing inflammatory stuff. I'm happy with that. I don't want to question it. Now, why don't these followers of him get the message? Hmm. That is what I'm saying. And this intangibility of intolerance gives a, a tacit look-the-other-way approval from the top, from this <coughs> leader of the <coughs> country. Okay. No, in fact, immediately after <coughs> Christian, if you remember the function, Modi said that, you know, that it's, not, uh, it's not done. You cannot atta attack Christians. And uh, somehow the message is not getting across. Why is it happening? You know, th this was just three, four months back when in a big function of... Uh, because it's not like he's Manmohan Singh, who yeah. everyone listens to. <laughs> 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 yeah, increasingly no, becoming, he's becoming Mon Modi. You know, uh, people were talking about yeah. Mon Modi. I think he has a problem generally about everything. Because look, about, look at Swachh Bharat. It's a great idea, it's a great policy. But has it been communicated to every villager down all the way to Kanyakumari? No, it hasn't. He has created policies, but the implementation of it are so distant that it's not having any impact. Fine, he's only been around for a year. The Congress party was in power, like, for how long? 60 years or something? Mm. So, take a while. everything so, no, doesn't I mean, happen I, in I a year. I keep saying, uh, you know, for example, the, the message that he's giving, I, I'm in agreement with that. So, you know, for example, he didn't, you know, he should have sacked those people who, uh, in JNK assembly. He should have come out of the coalition of Shiv Sena. That is the message you expect from a leader. That is what you expect. But I'm still, I apologize, I'm not quite convinced that, you know, there is a, a, a marauding gang of BJP ministers who are baying for blood of non-Hindus who are vitiating the atmosphere. Not, not entirely convinced with that. Uh, well, you, for that, you will have to actually meet a lot of them in private. So okay. don't don't be so convinced about it. Right. I know few I mean, of them. For example, if you, and if, it's a it's a it's yeah, a occupational you know, hazard. Intolerance. I then them. you know, I mean, Rajiv Gandhi uh, banning actually. satanic verses was mainstreaming yeah, yeah, of intolerance. Naveen Naveen Jindal saying cops are good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Agree. No, 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 but I think that there is a subterranean push and pull 
you know newspapers friends who are working in other papers everyone so god now we have to do lot more you know you have to tweet how has your job changed do you uh, have my job has changed uh, in the sense that no story should wait f- for tomorrow morning you know if it's a news big enough break it on twitter break it on the website do it immediately so immediately we have to whatsapp send the story on whatsapp Uh, to this whole group that we have in office, we have to. Tweet. So you had a, they had a training program for all the journalists to tell them how to do it. No, no, not really. They just told uh, them. Everyone to do knew. It. So, so does Times of India own your Twitter handle? Um, in fact, they made us start a handle, TOI handle. Yes, I was going to get to that. Yeah. You have an official TOI yeah, handle. Yeah, I have an official. <laughs> and two tweets a day. And yeah, th- that they said you want to keep your personal handle, keep it. A lot of people said okay, it was uh, too much of a you know headache. keeping two handles so you But know last hafta as uh, sachin said the evil uh, anand rangathan nearly got me sacked huh. so let me continue that <laughs> by asking you did you read the times of india today today's edition of times of india of course okay so wh- wh- where was page front page on which page? well there's don't worry today it's been the past <laughs> so ever since yeah, the big bill yeah, sale started get <laughs> with it <laughs> so today itself i mean today as well okay. as two days ago the front page was on page 9 Well, you know, but the problem. What do you feel about that? There's nothing to feel about. I, 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 yeah, please. You were saying something. No, what do you, what do you say to it? You know, uh, frankly, you know, you find that uh, what T O is doing, you find everyone else is trying to imitate Times of India. So that's that's where the problem or oh not. Now, one one thing. Um, Madhu's BP just shot up through the roof. <laughs> no, Madhu's made this point several times yeah. that you know after everyone. criticizing she's made that point several times that huh you were saying you know they've institutionalized paid, paid news so what do you do the thing that i wanted to bring up is that this thing of uh, calling us prostitutes a uh, prostitutes okay. calling us prostitutes um you have to remember that there a prostitute or a prostitute does not function alone for her dhanda to work there has to be the client yeah. all right so if we are prostitutes everyone who's calling us a press you they're the ones who are buying the papers watching the channels they're also culpable so they're part of the game how does anyone dare call journalists prostitutes when the clients and, and, are, and clients and are just as guilty what has shocked me is that why they buying the papers media across mediums i realize that didn't take this on this this criticism at all in fact be yeah everyone be television we we in fact somehow you know we started enjoying this term i find somewhere that there okay was, it's too polarized no uh, the press in one voice didn't uh, yeah. say how didn't dare you didn't say actually But this honestly, was something which should have been taken on some level kyunki as they say in france amit shah se sabki phatti hai aur wo interview mein sabit ho gaya jaise wo baat karta hai na journalist se so the way he spoke to the journalist i, I asked a saying. similar question to a media expert called robin jeffrey uh-huh. he is an academic i asked him sir you know uh, what really shapes it determines that you know how does the demand and supply intersect he says look in media especially not just in indian media but it's worldwide the same in britain or same in australia it's supply that determines demand what if you give something only the demand people would demand only in response to that so it's ne- it's never that people wouldn't demand on their own so he, he said i completely agree that you know we have uh, um, subsidize our newspapers but unless media houses do that like unless they said okay all of us are going to create a cartel and start selling newspapers at say 30 rupees nothing is going work. to work. and which is not which is impractical but technically but that's how you know on I this another you know, demand and supply thing i would like to, i i think journalism i would still like to believe that it is it is like an institutions like a university that functions i mean you can't i mean otherwise you know if if you were to always supply on the basis of demand but then everyone would start reading playboy i would disagree but i think a quality journal like new yorker sorry for making that comparison or nyrb i think 9 90% of the money they get from is from subscription so unless 
if you go by what you okay you're talking of the mon in monetary terms i was talking of you know because so even you know, now when TLS, the public pays the TLS, TLS, I, 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 I mean TLS, I just TLS after all these years is still making is in loss tls just in fact yes, when yes. rupert murdoch took over the entire group the biggest fear was what will happen to tls and it was one of the first speech he made he said don't worry tls will never be closed i'll never close it I might close other papers, but I never close. And Murdoch says Murdoch does, but you yeah. know, whenever I so, we uh, discuss this, I always say that when the public pays, the public is served, and when the corporations pay, corporations serve. So click on I pay to keep news free and pay. Sorry, Karan. That's just my patience. What patience? But we need it. All right, we're hand to mouth over here. So please subscribe. <laughs> okay, Arunab has been very quiet. Arunab, tell us something spectacular you saw on TV or read in the newspaper this week. Something nice. Uh, give some suggestions instead of telling happy me what news. Not to watch. No, something that something was, nice that makes me news, nervous. Something that was good. I have we two have fantastic pieces bias. actually, which I want to share yeah, with our viewers. Sanjeev Bhatt thing. What Sanjeev Bhatt thing? A report on? Precisely. That explains how media has been quiet about this. <laughs> no, no, media reported. Media reported. Everyone reported. Yeah, yeah. It was the front page. Yeah, calm yeah, down. Calm down. Calm down. I'm saying a good piece. I was just, you know, teasing you guys. I don't know. I can't remember anything now. Really? What? I read such great pieces this week. Come on. Manisha, did I you was on vacation, so I was away from all sorts of news. Oh dear God! Okay, what I. What a pathetic you know, you lot. Guys, you know, they're like dinosaurs. Tooth no, thing. I'll tell uh. you one. I liked Pratap Bhanu Mehta's piece uh, yesterday. It was it was a good one. Yeah. And. Um, what was it about? It was about this. Oh, what you've been discussing? Yeah. Okay. And uh, was it last week, Madhu, uh, about Tarun Vijay's the poison party and the poison? No, 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 that, no, was no that was last week. Okay. That was. He's okay. been actually writing this for And uh, there've been a couple of really good pieces, um, as I recall, a uh, good ones in Huffington Post. Mm. You know about India. There's some good coverage there. There's Atish Tasir's uh, piece in. Uh, New York Times where he said Modi is uneducated and you know not wise and yeah yeah I think the same yeah I saw that I think that's mother that's don't mix mother actually Modi is not uneducated he's not uneducated he did not go to Doon School and he did not go to Stevens and he did not do any of these preppy Oxford Cambridge things but he's not educated you listen to his Hindi. Mm. No, no, he is educated. He, yeah, he, he and, is and, educated. And, and, and I think somehow this, this kind of debate. And you know, this is, this is Pedro, as I think that smack. we have to kill this because I was watching an interview. Oh, in fact, I asked the question, I forgot. I asked her the question, Kangana Renault. Mm. And I said, when she came to Bombay, she did not, Mumbai, she did not speak English mm. at all. She came from a small village near Kasoli, from her, in Himachal. And she was confused that why she had to know English in like order to Hindi act film. in a Hindi film. It didn't make sense. Yeah. So, uh, the fact is that that cultural Macaulayism is still there. That's true. So this, yeah, this is it's what Atish actually said, and I, I quote him. The Prime Minister's ignorance is startling. It was hard to watch, hard not to ask the inevitable question. What else did a man who knew so little not know? In another society, with the benefit of a real education, Mr. Modi might have been something more than he was. But just as other society does not yet exist, neither does that other Modi, perhaps the great hope of Indian democracy with his limited reading and education is not equal to the enormous task before him. He reads. That's wrong. Mm. Um, and I think that description think fits just not the way Bush. to take on. See, you can be in BJP. I know people who went to Oxford and Cambridge and still believe like uh, Anand Som and others. So I don't and think Swapan, it's okay. Swapanda. We had a piece on Swapanda. Yeah. Uh, two really good pieces I want to share with our viewers. One is on radio open source, on maleness being a disease. This is a fascinating piece. I insist everybody listen to it. I like the sound of it. <laughs> that, that, you know, this the violent aggression, aggressive male and uh, Salman Rushdie's uh, book was being discussed on Barkha's show uh, night before last. And she asked him, she quoted a piece where he said that you know, these guys are sexually frustrated and went on to become jihadis and they said, you know, you won't get sex or whatever, you know, so that their motivation was sexual frustration. He says, oh, I was just kidding. Actually, he was not. I mean, he may have been, <clears throat> but this is a fantastic uh, podcast where they have, you know, evolutionary biologists, they have psychologists, uh, they have really eminent and distinguished uh, professionals uh, and uh, prof professors in various fields discussing how violence and people, you know, banding together. And this is a very... It's in our DNA because, you know, we have also evolved from hunters-gatherers. It is seen in chimps. It is seen in monkeys where men who are, you know, who feel dispossessed or feel like losers at one level, they get together 
and they band together and feel powerful. And a gun does that because a gun is your gang because it makes you powerful. And in fact, when you listen to that podcast, it exactly apes the troll behavior online. And I was fascinated with it, uh, which is why so many most of the trolls are male. So that is one piece I highly recommend everybody uh, listen to. And the second piece, which also I think really nice, was Candid Camera, how Candid Camera started. Candid Camera didn't start with a camera, it was a radio show, you know. He used to have, wear a hidden uh, like audio device and he'd have conversations and then they'd play, Welcome to Candid Radio. And it was, and uh, the guy's name was Alan Funt. And he was actually on a flight traveling first class with his family when there was a hijacking. It was a real hijacking. And because people saw him and he was a celebrity and they realized it's him, they said, ha ha, you, don't, you can't fool us. And he tried to convince them, no, dude, this is a real hijacking. <laughs> and no one believed him until the plane landed in Cuba. And then they were escorted out of the armed guards. And then as everyone passed him, they turned to him, smile my ass. Because, you know, the line was, smile, young candid camera. And the anger towards the hijackers, everyone took out on him. Even that was a fascinating study in uh, human behavior. These two are fantastic pieces I read this week, uh, or listened to. So the links are below. You can listen to them. Uh, you tell us, your, your paper, uh, did it have any Chetan Bhagat piece this week? Sorry, I'll take a take every now and then, Akshay. I'm used to it. Okay. I'm sure it's, <laughs> you work in TY, you get used to it. Uh, okay. I think like, he has columns so mm. on weekend. But yeah, who's your favorite journalist? Your favorite, uh, you know, whether it's online, whether it's on air, you've seen it all over the place. You have a favorite? Tell us. Well, that's a tough one. Uh, but wh which which channel do you turn to when you want to you know watch something? I stop watching Indian new channels. Oh really? Yeah, I don't watch any of them. Yeah, Occasionally NDTV. Okay. That's it. And, and and are you looking forward to the the new buzzword? Is that what is it? Consolidated newsroom? Kya newsroom. Yeah, it's happening. Why HT has done it? Integrated, Integrated newsroom, newsroom where online television yeah, print. Yeah, they're, they're so when it happens in Times of India, would uh, Arnab be heading the show or what? Like, <laughs> I mean, how would you communicate that anger on print? I'm just curious. Are you yeah, looking forward to that? I don't want to think about it <laughs> until it happens. <laughs> but I know HT it has happened. As usual, it has met initial resistance, but people are kind of started. Have you up. met Arnab? I uh, met him once at some social gathering. He's a very soft-spoken guy. Uh, very, in fact, he'll just completely he'll sock you with his in his uh, in the private gatherings. He's just a different person. Abhishek, you want to share anything with us? In fact, FT did a lunch with. There's uh, one suggestion. I'd like to make, uh, NYT has a really nice series called Modern Love. It's a series of um, readers submitted essays on love and relationship and they're really wonderfully, oh. either wonderfully written or wonderfully it's edited. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. 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 But it's been there for a while. 50, 50 As in like real love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're brilliant. Yeah. Oh, absolutely brilliant. So there was this... Have you seen Arnab has just come to life? <laughs> it's about love, it's brilliant. And he looks at me as it's if... Really it's, yeah, it's, really it's really good writing. It's really good writing. And it's really good writing. And it's really good writing. And it's really good a recent piece on about a divorced couple who took a wish, vacation together after the divorce. It was really wonderfully written. And oh, the last line is magic. The last line is just, I wouldn't want to spoil it for you. But it's a really... Yeah, so I think that's oh, yes, really... Madhu shared yeah. it, yeah. I shared it. I think you shared it. Yeah, probably. It's okay. a beautiful. Abhishek, what do you recommend for our viewers? You must give them some good pieces also. Sorry Your piece. Sorry for <laughs> displaying, <laughs> displaying my bad sense of humor. I think this week's highlight for me was... Amit Shah's media bullying, the way he was bullying Rahul Kamal. So what happened was Rahul Kamal uh, spent a day in Bihar traveling with Mr. Shah. And towards the end of the day, I think he m it looked as if it was evening, he must have interviewed him. And it was a short interview, 11-minute interview. And it seemed as if at some point Mr. Amit Shah, Amit Shah started interviewing him. So for every question that he was asking, he was, he was like, why did you ask anyone else? He was like, Sangeet Som, why did you not go? So he Rahul Gandhi? So then this guy, Rahul Kamal says, no, he didn't ask. He said, I don't ask. I don't He was talking like that. This is really a standard operation. He's a standard right-wing narrative in many ways. Yeah, two things. One was this... The Supreme Court telling the government that you should implement the Uniform Civil Code. Yeah, that yes. was very important. I thought that was yeah, an amazing look into I it. I was thinking about that. Was it Ambedkar and Nehru and all of them, was it their uh, keenness to keep other religions in India and c keep control of the states? Because if they didn't have a Uniform Civil Code, there was the possibility of 
states like Hyderabad, which happened, uh, would opt to be in Pakistan. Yeah. Was it that's why they didn't they didn't uh, put a union because you're building the constitution, you're writing it out. So then, wouldn't it be common sense that anyone who wants to live in India, you will have the law of the land? Yeah, I, I think it. in fact, you know, I wrote two pieces on this, Madhu, uh, both on Ambedkar and one on the the debates in the Constituent Assembly. And they're very revealing because I think the whole thing came when, you know, the BJP had an ad where they removed secularism from the constitution. People said, oh, what have you done? And they said, no, this is the 1949 one. Um, in fact, Ambedkar himself stated that, you know, ours is not a secular constitution because of, uh, you know, a few, few things that I listed, some of which I remember now. One is that, you know, the UCC was made into a directive principle. The cow slaughter was, uh, was a directive principle. So they were very aware that India is probably at that point of time, certainly now it's not ready, but at that point of time they were saying it's not ready to have a complete separation of church and state. Because, you know, some of the things that are there that are overtly religious in their connotation have no business to be in the constitution. You know, about cow, about, you know, the, the religion and things but of that sort. About education, for example. The but but they were also, they grew out as a compromise. You know, cow, for instance. Which is what Madhu yeah, is saying. Yeah. Because, you know, if you listen to the constituent assembly debates, it is, and that's one thing that, you know, I wanted to uh, ask you about. Uh, that you know, when when you talk about the cre uh, you know the Hindutva, the rise of Hindutva and everything, what astonishes me, you know, from let's say 1860 onwards sorry, sorry, to uh, about Anand, can I interrupt? Uh, yeah, about the and, uh, sorry, uh, yeah. Hafta, we're going to do 20 minutes right, right, just right. on that yeah. book so, and the rise okay, of that. Okay, so let me just so, so one was anything? the UCC, the huh. other was you know the uh, the Indian Malala. Indian Malala was shot dead by Maoists, so you know we don't even know about that. There was a Hindustan Times report. I don't actually tell. tell yeah, me. so there was a Hindustan Times report where a girl, as a uh, you know, was forced into becoming a child soldier for Naxals, and then she quit. She was brave enough, and she said, "They said I'm, uh, she said I'm going to join school. I'm going to you know take people to school with her, and they just shot her." So this happened day before yesterday, and you know no one uh, you know no one talks about this Indian Malala. Because she died, no. There's if. If Malala's whole thing was that she was flown to London and she was saved. No, I think if it. But this is been, the yeah. story is the same. Um, she was living alone because yeah. she didn't want to endanger her parents. I, I, but one thing we trash Arunab so often, not our Arunab. Uh, who so you do with photography often. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Happy. Felt victim. Victimhood. Ho gaya tumhara. But apna times wala Arunab. Hats off to him. The way he gave it off to Shiv Sena and remember he sits in Bombay okay and I in the last many years of knowing many journalists and news organizations whenever they talk about Shiv Sena they said we will not cross that line because we Bombay office so the way Arnab went after Shiv Sena after you know the, the guys on his that you shut up almost he said I think wow no one had the guts to do that so while we trashed him I think that's amazing but one thing I have a request that why have the spokespersons of Sanatan Sanstha become regulars on his panel? Like, you know, it's okay for Sanatan Sanstha, like for novelty value, ek bar guest appearance ho gai, bhai Johnny Lever comes in. No, because film. he can rely on them to, yeah. to be... But you will speak what Sanstha. he wants to hear. Yeah, you know. so that he can object. <laughs> but now Sanatan <laughs> Sanstha has someone because of him, you know, like uh, Anand said, yeah. they were no one. This is a legitimacy. The media has made Sanatan Sanstha like, why do they have to appear on every panel? Very soon you will find uh, these guys in other new channel uh, uh, report. Uh, that is dangerous. So this is... And here, it is the media that's responsible, not the Sanstha. Why do you have to yeah, make media them? is responsible. You, so you that Arnab can appear the liberal. Yeah. So he, they call him no, and he so still doesn't he appear can, liberal. So he can then trash them. <laughs> he calls them and trashes them yeah. like he does with the Pakistanis. Uh, and they come for money. You know, where will you get for getting abused 10,000 rupees <laughs> for 10 minutes? You know, and uh, they're all retired people who don't mind. General Qureshi. <laughs> you know, I've asked one or two of them when they were in uh, in Delhi that why do you come? Yeah. He says, listen, we are retired people. We know our term. We'll barely speak for two minutes. And 10,000 comes point. And 10,000 comes. Uh, easily. That makes sense actually. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. How does it matter? Why are you guys <laughs> worried? We are not yeah. worried. We come day on day. That is why, you know, when Abhinandan praises Arnab, which is fine. I mean, I'm not, I don't hate Arnab, but I am of the complete and utter opinion that his all his shows are totally scripted. <laughs> so, you know, no, while really he... Yeah. With a few exceptions. <laughs> <laughs>
no no scripted in the sense that in the drama thing you know ki ab main chillaunga ab main ye karunga that might be yeah. but uh, it's not really scripted he doesn't scripted. need a script yeah he, he doesn't just, need a yeah. script although yeah. I, I, i mean there's a formula to it there's a formula, formula. Yeah. Yeah. like a bollywood film okay we'll be moving into a discussion on the rise of uh, hindu nationalism uh, in our chat planet of the apes akshay planet <laughs> of the apes uh, in hafta uh, extra after this we'll have a 15 20 minute session on that that's it for this hafta Thank you all for joining us. Remember, when the public pays, the public is served, and when corporations pay, corporations are served. Sorry, Akshay, I have to say that. So feel free to disagree. <laughs> uh, and uh, so click on IPA to keep news free. Support independent media and support a free voice. Uh, if not us, someone else you like. But no, do support your subscription media. counts, and we need it. Yes, we so need please, it. So please, Devmata ke naam to jalla rakhe, to usko rakhe Ram, tujhe Allah rakhe. Okay. Hi, Bhagwan. Alak Niranjan. Alak Niranjan. So uh, we leave our audience with this song, which I am dedicating to the nation on behalf of uh, Prime Minister Modi. If I may commit the blasphemy of doing something on his behalf, uh, all the people who are waiting for uh, development, this goes out to you by Mr. Modi. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden. along with the sunshine there's got to be a little rain sometime when you take you got to give so live and let live or let go nice one and that's it join us for hafta extra bye bye i never promised you a rose garden Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newsdonry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook